Hello and welcome to another episode of Wannabe Entrepreneur. Today it's Thursday and we have another interview for you, the Wannabe Entrepreneur listeners. I have with me Xavier. Hey, how are, how are you? Everything good with you? Hey, Guy. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. The way I met Xavier was on Twitter. Surprise, surprise, meeting a lot of these entrepreneurs and bootstrappers on Twitter. And um, what really attracted me to your profile were two things. First of all, you are almost reaching 8K followers, which is really amazing. And congratulations to that. It's really nice. <laughs> Thank you. And also the fact that um, you shipped six products in six months. And it's the first person that I'm interviewing that is actually following this approach of like every month doing something different. And I have so many questions about it. And we can also speak about your latest project, User Booster. So a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Xavier, thank you so much for joining. I'm sure that all the listeners will enjoy your what you have to say. And I would like to, first of all, ask you to introduce yourself to the listeners in your own words. So I'm Xavier Coiffard. Uh, I started my career like 12 years ago uh, as a developer. So um, I've been a freelancer, okay. developer freelancer for uh, six or seven years. Then I joined a company, um, like a, a startups, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they eventually go wanted to go to, to the US to open the US market. So I spent a few years uh, there and then it failed. So I came back uh, working for new startups. I finally co-founded one uh, with two guys. And then after a year, I stopped and, and I've been in the Acre for one year uh, and a half or something in three months. Yeah, like 15 months of India King. You have a lot of experience with startups. Have you also worked in like a bigger corporation before? You did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the company that I joined and that uh, wanted to open the US market was right. um, like um, a small part of a big, big bank uh, of a huge retailer in France. So it's a big corporation. Right. What is the big difference? Well, there are a lot of differences, but I guess one thing that really attracts you from startups that you don't have in bigger companies. What what do you don't like about bigger companies? It's all about uh, speed, uh, speed okay. of execution, uh, decision making. Um, yeah, everything is about speed in start speed in startups. While in right. big corporation, you have to do meetings to plan your meetings. <laughs> you know, it's like super slow uh, there mm -hmm. is there is some good parts as well because you know obviously there is a lot of money you can uh, do a lot of stuff but it's always like super slow uh, you need to convince a lot of people showing it to your boss and then the boss of your boss and then the boss of your boss of your boss extra yeah. while in startup you can uh, have an idea and execute it like pretty pretty quickly so yeah, yeah. that's the main point i guess I was working uh, previously for Trivago, which is a bigger company. And at some point I thought, okay, me working here or not, the company would be the same. There would be no difference, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, sometimes I feel that entrepreneurs need to be a little bit self-centric, you know, like it needs to be me. It needs to be me who actually uh, taking the responsibility. It needs to be me who's actually helping the company. Do you feel like this? Do you see this in your personality as well? I know that you that you also like to uh, sail. Um, we're, we're speaking a, a little bit about this off record. And I also yeah. feel this, like I, I love to be the captain on the boat because I love the responsibility and, and be the one actually moving and taking the shots to take the boat from A to B. Is this something also in your personality that you like to take the shots and be the responsible for the success or failure of, of a project? Yeah, it's Yeah, it's not really about being the boss. But but uh, yeah, responsibility and and impact is super uh, are super important for me uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends a lot of your personality. Uh, I've seen people in, in that big company being totally okay with uh, having a boss. Don't worry too much about the direction and and the purpose of right. the company. Just doing their work. Um, but are they I entrepreneurs cannot... though? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. They are, they are just they are not. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what I feel that if you want to, I don't know, a lot of people I, I interview and I, I say this example so many times that there's people that are working in a company, they're perfectly happy with everything, even with their bosses, but it's some, the only problem is that it's not their company. <laughs> and then you want to create something of your own, right? And uh, I don't know, at least uh, it was, I worked in a bigger company, then I worked in a startup. When I worked in a startup, I felt much more fulfilled. But every now and then I would always feel that, you know, I want to do things my way. I want to do my own company. Was this something that was also in your mind? Because you worked in, in a, you said two startups, right? Yeah, yeah. Was this that came uh, from time to time to your mind that like, okay, I want to build something on my own. I want to build my own products or not so much? Yeah, I, I always wanted to build my own product. And, and I guess being my own boss as well, uh, you know, I started as a freelancer. So when you start a career as a freelancer, it's like super hard to be an employee after that. I guess when you taste also the freedom of, of being your own boss, it's really hard then to, you know, get in line. Um, yeah, especially because sure. sometimes, even if someone is better than you, um, it reaches a point where they might be better than you, but it's not in every aspect of the thing, right? So they might be better than you in coding, but you're better in marketing or uh, whatever. There's many possibilities. And uh, you feel that, there are certain decisions you wouldn't make that they are making. And then you say, okay, uh, I, I'd rather be me taking the shots because I don't agree what my boss is deciding to do. Yeah, it generates, like, yeah, it generates a lot of frustration um, yeah. when you're in a company that don't go in the right way or the, the way that you think is the right way. You, you also mentioned that uh, one of the startups you worked at failed. Why did it fail? So the first one uh, to open the US market, uh, so that was like a kind of a startup. I mean, we, we were in an accelerator and stuff, so it was a startup. But, and it failed because of politics. Uh, <laughs> at this time, yeah, the retailers, the big uh, company over the, the startups yeah. uh, had some issue with like basic uh retailing st stuff so they cut uh, everything that is not super core business so the the product or the startup didn't fail per se they just decided to shut it down because it was not yeah. making money yeah okay right and uh, what about the the second one did did uh, is it still working yeah it is it's, it is still working um so it's an tech company um and i joined that's a silly story again <laughs> I joined the company because the founder wanted to recruit a CTO at this time. Um, mm -hmm. And they just raised some fund. Uh, I mean, yeah. And, and so I came back to France uh, to do the visa and, and, and I wanted to come back afterward in the US. Uh, but the, they never actually received the money. So I spent a year in France uh, waiting for the money to arrive. But there is a, like a lot of issue oh. with the VC. But were you working? Were you actually getting paid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was oh. working uh, remotely uh, with a, with a team of of tech guys. Um, mm. But I was do so I was recruited as a CTO, and I was doing more job of uh, basic developers. So I spent my right. whole time coding, and not something I was super happy with. What what is the big difference between working in the US and working in France? The the big the big difference are um, speed of execution. In the US, they are slower or faster? No 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 yeah yeah they, they are faster sorry yeah they, they are probably faster oh. and they also they also have a bigger market and they also dream of something bigger. I I think that hmm. in France it's super hard to have. Like a, a yeah to to have like a moonshot in mind, uh, saying mm -hmm. okay, I'm I'm gonna try to do this next Uber or the next Airbnb. While mm -hmm. in the US, well, I was in San Francisco, so I, there is a huge bias here, exactly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, in 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 France, when you say okay, I want to disrupt the whole uh, taxi market. The people will yeah. say, no, you, you cannot do it. <laughs> and, and in San Francisco, they will say, okay, how, how do you want to do it exactly? And yeah. that's, that's, I guess, a, a big difference. 
So this is, do you think this is better? It's a better mindset to don't be afraid to dream big? Yeah, I think okay. it's better. Yeah. Yeah, I, one of my mentors at this time uh, used to say, in the US, they are building unicorns, while in France, we are building ponycorns. And <laughs> I think that's kind of right. I mean, do you think it's the same for um, indie hackers and bootstrappers? Do you think that you also need to think big as a bootstrapper, or is it better to take it slow and uh, grow your business more sustainably? I guess it depends a lot of what you want to achieve and, and what kind of project you want to build. Uh, mm. I, I really think that both ways are totally okay. Um, okay. There is a lot of bashing in the India girls cultures about you know raising funds, uh, yeah, yeah, having a yeah. VC on your board and this kind of stuff. And, and I'm not fully agree with that. I think that if you want to create like a family business that grows slowly and make your own lifestyle, that's okay. But mm. if you want to disrupt the market or go super fast, then you need to raise, and that's okay as well. Uh, just really okay. depend on what yeah. you want to achieve. Yeah, I, I'm always facing the exact same uh, dilemma. Like, shall I try? Because I think they are completely different routes. The route of VC, you need to focus in maybe creating a good storyline and pitching and getting money and, and thinking that this will be a long-term thing. Whereas Bootstrapper, I mean, you ship six products in six months, right? Like, you can be more flexible. So I'm always thinking, okay, what should I do? And... Um, Going going back to to your situation, right? So this company didn't work out. They you didn't get the they didn't get the VC money. And uh, was it then when you decided, okay, let's try bootstrapping, becoming an indie hacker? No, because um, after this one, uh, after the tech company, I co-founded I co-founded a startup with two guys. Right. And I, I left the company after a year. What was this this startup about? Uh, it's, I guess you know it. It's Logology. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> With Dagobert and Lucy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I, I already interviewed them both. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I know everything about Logology. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, so tell me about it. Um, it didn't work out. You, you didn't enjoy it. Or how, how did that process go? So, I guess we are not agree of how to do things. It's hard to get co-founders, I feel like. Uh, well, I've, I've never actually started a, a startup, but I had many projects before that never actually uh, grew up and, and took off. But I before I always, because I prefer working with others, but it's always a very, can be a bit dangerous, right? Because if you don't see eye to eye, if one is more motivated than the other, it can just kill the whole project. Um yeah. So it, you you really never know. So you you finish uh, uh, working to logology. You 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 split it, and then you decided, okay, it's time to go on my own. How did you come up with the idea of actually building six products in six months? So I was part of the India Core community uh, before. Uh, I mean, I think even before doing logology. So I mm -hmm. always kept an eye on it, um, and I think my really what really triggered me to be an India hacker and try uh, the six and six challenge was uh, the tweets of Daniel Vassalo. I'm sure you know it. You know mm -hmm. him, sorry. Um, and yeah, when I discovered that uh, with like a simple video of one hour, uh, you know, about how to how to build your Twitter audience, that right. he made one hundred thousand dollars something at this time. It totally blows my mind uh, because um, I, I was so I'm I'm a developer. Uh, I started as a developer. I spent ten years coding stuff, complex, you know, complex projects, building like super complicated database relationship and stuff. Yeah. And, and this guy with one hour of video on YouTube, he made like a huge ton of money. And I was like, wow, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I need to try it. And that's yeah. why. I, I started to say, okay, I'm sure there is a way to make money and, and and try way more simpler product than you know creating a new SaaS with a new mm. uh, huge tech stack and stuff. When you started doing this, do you have like freelancing clients? Were you making some kind of income or not no. at all? 
No, 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 nothing. Because uh, I had at this time I had something like six months of runway in savings, okay. and I, so that's why I said, okay, I will try to build like six products in six months and and see what happens if I can make okay. a living out of it or not. Okay, let's go to month one, first month. What was your idea then? So my idea was to create uh, a big list of uh, places where you can post your startups. Uh, because that's uh, something uh, I yeah. so in Logology I was part, I was in charge of marketing, mm -hmm. and I started to create uh, to create like a list of places where you can post your startups. Um, that is that something I shared on Reddit, and I had a lot of traction from a small list. And I I think okay I can probably make a huge huge list uh, way way bigger than than this one and and set it uh, for like a. I think I started at 20 bucks or something. So it was just a list, just a yeah. normal list. Uh, which tool did you use? I use Airtable. And then, oh, that's really interesting. So you built this list. And um, so I, I was even checking here one of your tweets. So best place to promote your startup. And you have like G2, Twitter, Betalist, Catera. Yeah. I guess it, it, it took you, how, how long did it take to, to build the list? Um, I don't know exactly, but, um, 10 days or something. Okay. So the first 10 days of the month, you build the list and then it's about selling it, right? Yeah. Um, how that yeah. go? How did that go? It goes super well. Uh, again, I don't have a metrics exactly, but, uh, I sold like, uh, at least 20 or 30 of, of them, like in the first months without really having an audience, because at this time uh, I restarted my Twitter account and I, get, I, have like, I had like 1,000 something followers. Okay. Um, so, so that was not huge launch and, and huge sales, but that was clearly a signal telling me that, okay, uh, you can do something from it. So, but how did you advertise that if you didn't add, well, a thousand people is still a, a lot. So did you only use... Twitter, what, what channels do you remember? Which which channels work best? Yeah, I did. Uh, so I did uh, Twitter, I did Indiacres, uh, and and Reddit mostly. Mm -hmm. And how did you use Indie Hackers to to get people to buy this list? Super create simple. Posts? Okay. Yeah, just create a post saying, "Hey, I just created a list of 400 places where you can post and promote your startups. If you want to buy it, it's like eighty nine bucks something." 89 bucks. No, 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 no. Uh, 18, sorry. Ah, 18. Oh. Okay. And people paid for it. That's, um, that's amazing for me. You know, people are so cheap. They really don't like to pay for anything that they can somehow find themselves. It's, it's, it's amazing the fact that they actually paid for it. Yeah, but the very proposition is super, super obvious. Uh, I, I, I spent 10 days. So if you want to do the same thing, you will spend 10 days or yeah, something like 10 days. Yeah. And, and you will prefer mm -hmm. to spend 20 bucks instead of spending 10 days, right? So Is that, is that how you, you sold it? Did you say exactly these words to, to people? Yeah, first I was super, uh, super feature-based. Uh, like you have 80 startup directories and then 200 yeah. Facebook groups and this kind of stuff. And one of the first testimonials uh, that I collect was, okay, uh, if I want to do the same thing, it will take me at least seven days. So I prefer to pay 19 bucks instead of spending seven days. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But how do you convince people that you're not scamming them? Because I, I feel this with my community that people say like, yeah, how do I know that if I join, maybe it will not pay, uh, you know, the money that I that I actually spent. So how do you convince them that it was not a scam? So I, yeah, I did two things. The first one is on the landing page, I embed uh, like a sample of the of the list, so you can browse through the list from the like ten first occurrence of the list of okay. each category. And then I guess it's because also it's like super cheap, so people mm -hmm. don't. I mean. Most of people that, that are buying my product or this product are people that are just just launching or, or just starting to build something and they mm -hmm. buy it saying, okay, um, I'm okay to spend 20 bucks 
And even if I can get some backlinks from it and a few traffic, uh, it's worth the, the, the 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's super right. easy to spend 20 bucks on ads. So yeah, the value okay. proposition is quite easy. And at the beginning, I had also a refund policy. Um, so if okay. you can, if you want to refund, I will refund you without asking any question. Mm -hmm. And uh, so how much money did you make from this? Are you still making money from this? Yeah. Yeah, I still, because I um, I bundle it with my fourth product, which is user booster. So I kind of shut down the first product and mm -hmm. bundle it with my fourth product, which okay. is a user booster. So how much money did you make from this list? Do you know more or less? Yeah, something like 10,000 bucks. 10,000 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really amazing with the list. That's super cool. So I was inspired also with uh, people like getscrapbook.com or getteams.co, I guess. Mm -hmm. Same stuff. Um, they are making lists and, and selling a list. And you can see wow. also on product and that there is a lot of list of stuff uh, yeah. for sale or yeah, that's a huge trend. So how did you feel after your first month? Did you feel like, okay, this is easy? <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then you start the second month. What what product did you build? What uh, company or? So my, my second product was uh, like a product hunt for IDs called idhunt.net. Okay. Again, in the India Curious community, uh, it's super hard to know how to validate your ID. So mm -hmm. I think, okay, I will create like a product hunt and you can vote for the best IDs. And and if you have like a, 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 a bunch of votes, then you can say, okay, it's validated. Okay. Um, so this one is a bit more complex to create, right? How yeah, much time yeah. did it take? Uh, that's a good question. I used Bubble for it. Okay. In my in my challenge of six and six, I always wanted to do as much time as possible into marketing, uh, spend as much time as possible to marketing. So, mm -hmm. and, and my rule uh, was to spend not much than fifty percent in building. So, for in the end, I think I spend like two weeks for building the the, the, the MVP, and mm -hmm. then two weeks of trying to promote it. Right. And uh, when you're doing this, when you're doing the second product, are you still doing marketing for the first product? Or yeah. do you just like stop the first product and go for the second? No, no, no. Uh, I, I continue to market the first product because I still got some traction from the first, uh, for, okay. from the launch and also the tweets and, 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 and so on. So yeah, I continue to push the, the list while building the, the second product. One or your month would be splitted by promoting the first product, building and marketing the second product, right? Yeah, right. Okay, but we are still in the second product. So let, let's, let's continue. <laughs> you built yeah. it, you launched it. Now, um, I guess you had a bigger audience already or was your Twitter growing a lot for the first month? Not a lot. No, no, no. But uh, okay. it was growing, but not, not a lot. Okay. So how did it go? The launch i got some interested feedback but i had no business model in mind at this time oh you didn't know how you were going to make money yeah yeah that was okay. a huge problem <laughs> and i also so so i had a few i don't remember again but like 50 ids on the website posted by people mm -hmm. uh i had votes on on the on on the website but i quickly decided to stop it because yeah, no business model in mind and and no obvious traction. So mm -hmm. so I decided to stop it. What what did you learn from it? To have a business model first, or what were the things you got from uh, this uh, failed product? I so I I did it mostly because I wanted to learn how to use no code and to to you know uh, to test no code mm -hmm. uh, to see how I can how fast can I be with with no code. So that was mm -hmm. my main objective with IDEnt. Mm -hmm. And that's also why I started it, even though I had no idea of how I can monetize it. Do you do you set up your goals before starting? Like what, what you want to achieve? Or you just do it? Yeah, I, ju I just do it most of the time. Okay, interesting. So this one, you immediately decided to stop. Um, did you feel bad for it? Did you feel like, oh man, I put so much effort and it's not working? 
or is it easy for you to just uh, drop projects? So yeah, that was that was one of my objective of doing six and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to a try to launch and and learn how to launch and and learn how to get uh, traction or attention mm-hmm. from people, uh, and uh, I also wanted to learn how to fail because okay. I, I've I've met a lot of startup founders, you know, struggling with their product from for years, like two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six years. And, and they are just, they can f- fail or stop it because they put too much ego effort and stuff in, in their company. So I, I was kind of afraid of it. So I wanted to learn how to fail. So, so I don't know, I, I, I keep idea and going for like two months or something and, and then I stop it and I was totally okay with it. I was no mm-hmm. feeling with that particular project. So. Yeah, no, no hard feeling. Doesn't it feel bad when you like share this idea with your friends, and then the next month you're already working in another idea? Don't doesn't it worry you that people might say, yeah, you know, Xavier is always changing his mind and always changing to different ideas, or this this was not an issue? Um, that was not an issue. So I had this feedback a lot, of course. Okay. Um, from your but, friends or from uh, your from your Twitter friends or from your like friends friends? <laughs> no, friend friends don't really are, are aren't really entrepreneurs, so they don't really understand, or they're just okay. thinking that it's nice to build product. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they have no enough background to say if it's good or right. bad. And my friends from uh, internet friends. Um, right. so yeah, I had a lot of feedback from them uh, saying, okay, uh, really, do you want to build six in six? Um, it's like, don't you, are, are you not afraid to not be focused enough on product? And, and I think they're, they're right actually, but mm-hmm. again, Daniel Vassalo and, uh, make me make my mind with it, um, of, you know, right. the concept of Instead of doing all in for three years on the startups, uh, raising money right. from a VC and stuff, uh, trying to multiply the source of income and, and see what works and stop what is not working, but continue what yeah. works. Uh, I wanted to try this approach. Um, so I was totally okay with feedback saying that I was not focused enough because it was like super right. Mm-hmm. But that's what, that's what I wanted to achieve. So yeah, Okay, okay. So let's go to month three, your third product. What was it? So it was a job board. Um, so um, again, uh, I discovered job boards in the India Curse community, I think. Well, what um, is this, so a job board? A job board is a, is a website when you have job offers. It's like a, right. basically a list of job offers. Uh, yeah. When you mm-hmm. can apply for a job. And right. so, so I wanted to create like a super niche job board. So I created remotefr.com. Um, okay. So it's it's a job board for French developers that want to go fully remote. So I I, okay. I get job offers from all over the internet, but I I I keep only the fully remote for French people. Um, and so yeah, that was super super easy to to do to build. Uh, I spent like two days building it, something. Did like you automate easy. it, or uh... yeah, yeah? So so I made it with no code again. Uh, so <laughs> it's a Airtable database with a, a front end with a, a website t- um, called Table to Site. So you just mm-hmm. plug your Airtable and and it, it makes like a, a nice uh, design Web over site. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I automate it with a small JavaScript uh, script to get mm-hmm. the, the get the jobs. So where were you taking the jobs from? From GitHub, Stack Overflow, uh, Lever, all the right. um, job offer platform. In your product so far, the technology, it's nothing everyone can build, right? You're more focusing on something that you can easily sell, right? Yeah. So in this case, the jobs are already there. It's nothing new. But you are just packaging it and selling only to the French developers, right? Yeah, yeah. The the, um, the six and six challenge was really about me learning how to do marketing. 
more than me learning how to build because I always know how to build stuff. Right. Uh, and, and from my experience of being a developer, mm-hmm. I understand that uh, you cannot sell or, or make a living on yourself from mm-hmm. a product only. Uh, you have to learn how to sell to people, how to market right. your product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's why I wanted to to achieve. How did you come up with these ideas? Would you like take some time and think, or they would just come to you? Would you write them down? What was the process? I think it's a muscle. So when you are looking for ideas, you just spend time on communities talking with people, and and ideas are popping up in your head. Like, right? Uh, Do you write them down? Yeah, and I wrote it. Yeah, I I did, and mm-hmm. I I just choose the one that seems the more accurate or not too hard to build. Yeah, it's a combination between being easy to build and right. and having a potential of easy to sell as well. How do you decide if it's easy to sell? I don't. I just guess it. <laughs> yeah, how, how do you guess it? Do you do any like do you, is it like only intuition or you you just like because people are th- uh, th- uh, speaking about it like what makes you decide if it's good or not if before actually trying for like ID hunt it was I think that validating an ID is like super hard it's like a recurring pain for people for makers mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so I identify the pain and say okay I will try to build a solution for that pain. Right. Right. Uh, for for the job board and and that was the same mechanism for from the list. Uh, mm-hmm. For the job board, I just I don't know. I just wanted to try job board, and, and <laughs> okay. that was pretty much it. Yeah. What is your strategy for launching this product? Is it always the same? Do you have like always the same process, or does it change? No, I, it's always kind of the same process. Uh, so it's just trying to be uh, in the community where my potential customer are. So for the job board, I, I, so job board is, is kind of hard to 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 scale or to, or to kickstart because it's a, like a marketplace. You you need to have companies paying you for the job offers, and you and you also need to have like developers or you know, traffic of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can monetize the job boards only once you have like super, uh, uh, traffic for like real traffic. Right. So, so how, how would you make money actually? The companies would pay you to show their jobs there. Yeah, that was the idea. Yeah, that was the idea. But I, initially, you were just pulling this information from Stack Overflow and GitHub and so on. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the idea was to pull some yeah, pull job offers from a public website uh, mm-hmm. and put it together only with uh, remote offers and, and to uh, get some attention from the developers Mm-hmm. So I create a mailing list and um, to I I would I send the mailing list weekly mailing list with all the job offers to the developers. So I wanted to generate mm-hmm. some traffic, mm-hmm. and then my idea was to uh, sell the job offers once I have like a substantial traffic. Right. Uh, but I failed. <laughs> okay. So why why did it fail? You didn't get the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's. That's super hard. Uh, that's really, really. I mean, I think there is two cases, uh, two scenario with job boards. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one is you are riding kind of a trend. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw this recently with Web three. Uh, yeah. There is a uh, if you have a community already, an audience, and and you are uh, riding uh, a trend like Web three, and and then you can have a shit ton of traffic quite mm-hmm. easily. And then it's easy to monetize. But if you are, if you don't have, if you are not riding a trend, or if you don't have any big audience, then mm-hmm. it's really, really hard to create an audience. I mean, you need to go with, you know, creating blog posts, content, uh, content marketing, and it, t- it takes like a year at least of right. you know, work. Right. And so yeah, I just didn't do the work for for having the the traffic. Yeah, this is also important. You are your all of your products are mostly targeting the same audience, right? Yeah, except for this one, except for the job board. Except for the even the job board, I guess there's a lot of developers that are also indie hackers and they have side projects, I guess, right? Yeah, but so, but it's fr- it's French only, and and my audience uh, isn't in French at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, indie yeah. hacker is not in French, so I had a lot of trouble 
creating traffic from French people. Mm -hmm. uh, it was super high and obviously it's a smaller market than the global market. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that was hard. So how did you feel? You now this is month three, four? Three. Yeah, three. Three. And uh, you you failed the previous one, you failed this one. Were you getting discouraged? No. No. <laughs> No, no, no. You, you don't have to. You don't have time to be discouraged in that kind of challenge. <laughs> Because think about it, right? Like your runway is also running out, right? So I mean, you made some money with your first product, which I guess extended a bit your runway. Yeah. But didn't you have the pressure of actually getting, you know, out of money and uh, not achieving what you wanted to achieve, in terms of a salary or something? No, not really. Because I always thought that uh, even if, even if I failed the challenge, I could try to find a, a job as a developer in you know any company, and right. I will be able quite easily to find a job. So I don't have any pressure from you know money or stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Month four. <laughs> yeah, month four. Uh, it's a user booster, so it's a Notion template. Right. And and the ID came from the first one. I mean the the customers of of the first product, the the list, mm -hmm. uh, because so I, I sent to the to my customers a list of 400 places, and I got a lot of feedback of people telling me, okay, that's nice to have like 400 places, but I don't know how to post on Reddit. I don't know how to launch on Product Hunt. I don't know how yeah. to use Facebook groups or exactly, yeah. you know. So I decided to create like a, a notion template where I described every step of the strategy to launch your product. So um, before the launch, what you have to uh, prepare before the launch, how to launch on, on Reddit, uh, what the strategy there, how to launch on product end, what the assets do you need, uh, what the strategy do you need to do before, during the launch and after the launch. And uh, so I did it for every communities and, and, and places. And 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 I said and I said it. How did you learn all of this? Oh, I learned by myself, uh, just uh, doing for my own product and trying what works and and iterating on, you know, mm -hmm. to know to know more and stuff. Right. So now, user booster. I'm just open. I just open it right now, and it says, "Find out how to get your first users." You get it. You pay, and uh, you is it a one-time pay or a subscription? Yeah, it's a one-time. It's a lifetime access. So it's like it's like a list or like a book, right? A book that uh, tells you how to use these tools. Yeah, it's, ba it's basically a, a wiki of uh, how to launch your startup. How do you come up actually with the prices? I can see that you have a standard version for forty-nine bucks, then a bundle version, which I guess includes the yeah. the list for ninety-nine yeah. bucks, and then a booster version for two uh, hundred bucks, I guess. How how do you come up with the prices? Yeah, yeah, it was a long process. Um, so at this time when I launched User Booster, mm -hmm. I think that uh, the the first product I raised the prices to twenty nine or or forty nine. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And so I made um, early access like pre sales for User Booster right. at something like nineteen. Mm -hmm. um, I sold a lot of them, and then. I just raised the price. Uh, the price every mm -hmm. time I, I reached like a milestone of uh, like 100 sales something, and I ended with. And I also looked at the competition. How how much uh, are people uh, selling this kind of product? Mm -hmm. You didn't do any calculations whatsoever. You just decided, okay, let's start with this, and then let's keep on going up until people stop buying. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> And did you notice actually that people stopped buying after a certain price? I don't know because I, I stopped the experimentation at, at 49, the, the current okay. price. I don't know if I can sell it more. Maybe I can. And uh, how long? So, this one, how long did it take to launch? And uh, what were the results? I think something like two weeks to build. So, you always go for this two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, maybe a bit more uh, because I didn't know Notion at this time and I wanted to, know, to learn Notion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, something like two weeks, uh, and then and then pre-orders. How did you do the pre-order? Yeah, how did you do this? The marketing for the pre-orders. So at this time, I had like a, an audience, three thousand followers, something, I guess. How did how did they grow? By the way, how just with the fact of you sharing your journey? 
Yeah, yeah, and and I I got some traction from the fact of uh, saying that I was doing six and six, mm-hmm. um, and I yeah I, when I started the six and six challenge, I also started to build my own audience on Twitter, so I okay. I did this on, on on the side. Any any tips? What what worked best on Twitter? Being consistent for sure, Being like tweeting every day, engaging a lot with your audience, like. Okay. Uh, Every every morning, just answer everyone on on your timeline mm-hmm. uh, and 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 stay focused on on your topic, like one one or two topic, and and stay focused. You are now reaching eight eight k, so that's definitely worked. Uh, how much how much money did you make in this one? So you launched, you got pre sales, which is amazing. How much money did you make uh, from the launch? Uh, something like one thousand five hundred bucks, something. Okay. On mm-hmm. the first months, and and I still I'm still doing money from it. So, I, so this one was so the the most successful one up until now. The fourth month was still the first one, right? Where you got 10k. Uh, so no, I I didn't go 10k on the lunch, right? I did oh, okay. I did 10k on the long term. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the most successful successful one is now user booster. Uh, I kind okay. of shut down the the first one. It's still online, but uh, I didn't promote it at all. And, and right. I promote I promote uh, user booster with the bundle because you you bundled it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about the job board at, at this point? Did you shut it down? No, I haven't shut it down yet. Uh, I'm still uh, publishing new job offers. Uh, I stopped the newsletters because they took me some time to build to like new you know, uh, curate mm-hmm. the jobs and and tag the jobs, but it's still online. Uh, I wanted to make a blog to do the work for the content marketing, but mm-hmm. I I stopped because it took me some too, too much time without any you know ROI uh, in the short term. Uh, but what I did is I I launched a podcast about okay. uh, remote working. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the podcast. So the job board is running by itself right, right. now. And, and I'm doing the podcast because it's fun. I meet a lot of new people. Uh, I'm just okay. uh, like it. And you use the podcast as a marketing tool to get people in the job board. That was the idea at the beginning. Okay. I'm not sure it will work anytime mm-hmm. soon, but I don't care. I just like podcasting. So podcast I is really cool, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's go to uh, month five. What was the product then? Yeah. Month, month five was the biggest product that I tried to build. Okay. So the challenge was to build a SaaS. Uh, so I wanted to build like a, at this time, I think the idea was to create superhuman, but for your Twitter DMs. Right. Superhuman is uh, for emails, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a super productive tool for to manage your your emails inbox, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do it for for Twitter DMs because Twitter DMs are like uh, super hard to manage when you right. especially yeah. when you grow. Yeah, so that was the um, that was the challenge, and I did it with a co-founder at this time, not alone. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, how did that go? It was super hard. To, to do uh, within a month because it was basically creating a SaaS from scratch with code uh, within a month. Right. But that, that was super, super hard. I think I didn't do it. I, I think I made a landing page. I made like a waiting list, but mm-hmm. I, I was a bit late uh, on, uh, on this one. And and that was a big fail. <laughs> so I, I did interviews uh, to the potential customers to, to mm-hmm. understand the needs and, and what kind of product I wanted to build. So I did it and I built a product and I think I didn't build the right product. So, so I pushed it a bit, uh, trying to have uh, early testers, uh, right. early adopters. And, and I, I finally pivoted it into more CRM for Twitter DMs. Right. So just redo all the, the UI and UX. And and again, so that was after the, 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 the months, right? I worked on Pipe Social for, I think, six months. Um, okay. So this one, you couldn't finish in one month. Yeah, it was super hard to do. Yeah. So you, you didn't even launch it in the, in, the, in the fifth month. You just tried to build it. 
when when the month ran out, when your time ran out, did you like just stop it and start the, the next one or did you just continue? No, I continue because I think I launched the very, very first version after like five weeks. Okay. Uh, instead of four. And mm-hmm. and so I continue to so I build it in five weeks and then I continue to um uh to push it uh, and work on it for at least at least six months. I still don't know what to do with it with it right now. But did you still continue and build the six product in the meantime, yeah. right? The, because we're still going for the six month. And um so what what was this last product? What did you build? The product is a community, so marketing for makers mm-hmm. community. Right. It's a private community for indie hackers or startup founders that don't know how to market the the product. Uh, like so, all of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically all of us. Yeah, and so yeah, that's a private community. We have um, uh, account- accountability ch- uh, channel to you know stay on track and mm-hmm. and keep and be motivated. And and we also have like weekly week lo- weekly calls when you when we try to um, to uh, fix the struggles and it's a it's a Discord uh, channel so right. we have like co- constant chat with uh, with the people and we are uh, now almost fifty people. Wow! How how much does it cost to join this one? Uh, now it's twenty five per month. Per month, yeah. it's. It's really nice to have um, a monthly subscription, isn't it? It gives you a little bit more steady paycheck. Yeah, it's, it gives more more security and stability for yeah. sure. Um, even though I didn't really do do it for the for the revenue, uh, because so I started marketing for makers with the early discount of fifty percent, so it was like twelve mm-hmm. bucks a month. Uh, and right. I didn't. I, I don't want to grow like super fast. I just want to create a small group of people that are motivated together mm-hmm. and, uh, and and nice together. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. Still, um, having like a regular income stream uh, is like really helps. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in this in this, I definitely understand the problem you're solving because everywhere I go on Twitter, people complain about marketing, and their biggest challenges is to get clients. And uh, it, it's definitely super hard. So I totally understand uh, the need for such a community. Is it solving the problem? Do, do, you, do you feel that it's actually solving the problem of the people that are using it? Do they become better? Do they show you results? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I have really nice feedback from the members. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what we do a lot... Uh, that's funny, but what we do a lot is uh, is uh, uh, giving feedback from of landing pages, you know, uh, because mm-hmm. when you launch a uh, create a landing page, it's kind of hard to have uh, honest feedback on it, um, and so we we do, we do this a lot in the community, and we also uh, discuss a lot about our uh, strategy on social media ads. Or, or overall strategy. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that is really helpful for for the members. And uh, is it was it easy to convince people to join and to to pay for it? Uh, or how 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 did that process go? Because I, I have a very similar. Well, it's not a marketing community. I have a, a remote co working space basically, but it, okay. it sounds very similar. We are we are there like basically. We are we're tired of bootstrapping alone at our, our place, and now we have like this place where we chat with each other. We have random coffees. We support each other. It, it really feels like a little you know team actually, and uh, yeah. it fixes the problem of people feeling alone. So that's really nice. Uh, but it's it's still hard, and for me, I'm pricing it at four dollars uh, or four point six dollars a month. But it's still very hard to convince people to join. Uh, even though I have traffic coming to the landing page, etc. So, how do you come up? How do you convince people? Yeah, I uh, I think it's a lot about your reputation online. Uh, my whole audience on Twitter mostly is about mm-hmm. me pushing marketing advice for startup founders and also me building marketing oriented product for for India girls or startup founders. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Um, the people that know me on Twitter are 
willing to spend a, a few at least to try and then see and i also right. i also give a, a seven day trial if you want to so so if you want to test the community yeah. to see how it's going and just yeah you can get seven day for free you know i, I tried that with my community but it was a bit weird because some people would join and then they would ghost us yeah and i felt i felt really creepy because you know this is a real community and we all kind of know each other People have already actually met, met in real life. So then suddenly having like, you know, spies or ghosts just there, um, I felt that it didn't, uh, yeah, it didn't work very well for me. Do, do you feel the same? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. Um, I, I, still, I still have concern. Yeah, I'm yeah, mixed feeling about this. Um, because, yeah, you're right. Um, Sometimes we have some people popping up in the community saying, hey, hi, I'm now part of the community. I'm doing blah, blah, blah. And then... After a few days, they say, okay, that's not a community for me. And then yeah. I kick them. And, and <laughs> some people say, but where are the guys that are just popping up? And say, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, that's pretty hard to know what to do and, and also how to reduce the numbers of people that are just lurking. Um, yeah. Always a lot of people are just connecting to the community, reading the stuff, but don't really participate into it. Yeah, yeah, same. same. Yeah, that's hard. I don't know. I, yeah. don't, I don't have any solution for now. I can see that uh, in the join the community sections of the, your website, it says $25 a month, and then you say cancel anytime. And I think this is a good idea so that people know, okay, it's not a one-year contract yeah. or whatever you can always uh cancel so that's really nice so i probably go to try to do uh like a quarterly or maybe a yearly subscription because mm -hmm. some of my members are asking for it um so i yeah but but for now just super easy pricing that's like 20 25 bucks and and then as yeah. soon as you don't want to pay anymore you just go away that's totally okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah it make, makes little sense so this was the end of six months and six yeah. products. How were you yeah. feeling afterwards? Like, how much was were you actually working per day? No, not that much. Um, really? Yeah, something like super normal. Eight hours a day kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel after this? Did you feel like, okay, I deserve a vacation? <laughs> so it was kind of all at the end because when I, when I launched the six products, uh, the, the community. I still, I was still pushing at this time. So doing marketing and some, some stuff for the first one. I was still doing the newsletter for the job board, right. pushing a user booster at the time and coding pipe social, uh, as well. Right. So that was super hard. So when I, yeah, when, when challenge was offered, uh, I was happy because I learned a lot of stuff. I, I was also happy because I earned enough money to continue. You know, to say, okay. okay, that's a viable path. I, c I can continue to do it. Mm -hmm. But I also need, uh, I wanted to, to like, uh, step down or, or slow down a bit uh, because one product a month is like super, super stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super fun, but it's also super stressful. So after, after finishing this, uh, were you making like a salary kind of money every month or not? Yeah, at this time I was doing, I was making something like one thousand something, uh, depending on the months. But uh, that was not enough to make a living, like a decent living, but uh, paying the bills. So I was I like Raymond. Yeah, yeah that, that's I achieved like Raymond profitability after yeah. six months, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. I'm doing this for seven months and I'm not even making one hundred euros. So. <laughs> It's it's just wow. definitely something something really yeah. cool, and uh, I like I really like your approach. I like the fact that you try to do something where you could easily show the value proposition. So, what yeah. what are your biggest learnings that you know for people now that are maybe you know other entrepreneurs and so on? What, what have you learned from these six months that uh, you know write it down and you are taking these lessons for life? First is. Marketing is 80% of the job. Um, okay. I mean, building is okay, and that's fun, but uh, once the build is, is finished or kind of finished, you have a lot of work to do to market the stuff, distribute the product, and, and get users. That's really, really hard. Um, then then I, 
I also learned that validation or, you know, uh, market studies and this kind of stuff is probably overrated, uh, especially when you can ship something as soon as possible and, and show it to users, even though if it's like a, a basic landing page with a small drawing, the, the basic concept of what you want to do, and you put like a buy a button on it, a pre-orders of some sort, that's really validation. Um, um, it's better to, to do this than like doing surveys and this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, survey sucks. Uh, yeah. Waiting link sucks for sure. That so yeah. that was one of my big mistake for Pipe Social, Pipe okay. Social or the the CRM for Twitter DMs. Yeah. Uh, so I make a lot of interviews of potential customers. Um, I created a late a waiting list, and and when I launched the waiting list, the landing page was with the waiting list. I had mm -hmm. something like one hundred signups in a day or something. So I right. was like, wow, okay, that's super good traction. Uh, I'm going to be rich. And, <laughs> and, and then I launched the real product uh, to the waiting list only. And I got mm -hmm. like 10% of signups, maybe, maybe 20. And, right. and no, almost no customers. Uh, the only customer that I have at this time was a friend that wanted to support me. But no, <laughs> you know, no real paying customers. Yeah. yeah. So... Try to build an MVP as fast as possible and try to see if people ask, uh, pay for it. It's one of your lessons. Marketing is also 80% of the job. Any last lesson, like to make it three, any any other thing? or A big one is about the small bet approach, I think. What is this? Uh, the, the Daniel Vassalo philosophy about instead of going all in with one big product on one right. only product, trying to... Uh, create as many sources of income as you can mm -hmm. and oh yeah not too much maybe but trying trying new stuff every time and and see if it works and if it's mm -hmm. not working just shut it down um yeah. but yeah don't focus only on one thing because entrepreneurship is a lot about uncertainty and yeah if you're going all in in a world of uncertainty you're probably kind of crazy <laughs> yeah no definitely i i totally agree with you that's definitely one of my biggest lessons as well is that the idea you start with is not the idea you probably will end up with as an entrepreneur especially as a bootstrapper and uh, you need to adapt very fast i i started with the climate change app and now i'm doing a community a co-working space for entrepreneurs i'm doing uh, completely different tools and it, it's all about following also your audience so Definitely, it's it's a great lesson, uh, Xavier. Thank you so much for for sharing this journey with us, uh, with with the wannabe entrepreneurs. I'm sure that you will motivate a lot of the listeners here to try doing the six months six products challenge. Are you are you going to do something similar soon, or now are you just going to uh, continue the project you started? So I'm I'm not going to do like a one product a month challenge again because it's like too short and I want it to I want now to build more complex stuff, mm -hmm. but I have in mind at least two products that I should ship in the next few months I guess. Okay. Um, the first one is a is a productivity tool to help you uh, manage your task during the day, and, okay. and also. Cool improve your wellness because I think, again, uh, you said it earlier, but uh, being an entrepreneur or developer in, in remote uh, is a lot a lot about being alone um, um, and also uh, being anxious about um, are you doing enough in your day, uh, you know, it's a, and, and I wanted to create like a solution to fix it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I also have a, a new idea uh, about social media, but it's like super, super early, but uh, okay. to talk about. But I, I try to ship it before before uh, spring. Okay, super cool. I love the energy and the entrepreneurship inside of you. That's really nice, and it's super exciting to always, you know, build different ideas and see them grow. I think that's also a really interesting approach. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with the wannabe entrepreneurs. I will link your Twitter profile, user booster, M4M, 
in uh, the show notes so that everyone can go and check it out. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for, for this podcast. It was, was fun. Thank you, Xavier. And for the listeners, if you want to listen other stories about bootstrappers and entrepreneurs, make sure to go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com. I have interviewed more than 30 different bootstrappers and you can learn a lot from each one of them. And besides that, if you want to join our virtual co-working space, if you are tired of being alone, working alone, bootstrapping alone, we have a lot of entrepreneurs. We are working together. We are becoming friends. People are already meeting each other. And uh, it's super nice. So I'm looking forward to see you there. The link will be in the description. And last but not least, if you like this episode, make sure to give it a nice review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, share it around with all of your friends. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time.